0: Need to go. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn Francesca on the Fan. On this Thursday, the 20th day of September, a beautiful day as we say goodbye to summer 2018. We are in the uh, final days of summer, so uh, fall is right around the corner. As we get ready for week three in the National Football League this evening, uh, the Jets and the Browns. We talked about this the other day, about the Browns being favored favored at home for the first time. Uh, since uh, week 14 of 2015, it had been 18 home games since the Browns had been favored. They obviously haven't won in a very long time. Uh, So the uh, Cleveland Browns will continue to lose and lose and lose, or did get a tie this year. Uh, uh, Now we'll try to see if they can finally get a win and get it at the expense of the Jets. And, And let's be honest, the Browns have not played badly in their last two games. They played sloppy. But if you look at it, they've been competitive in their first two games. They did a good job against the Saints uh, defensively. Uh, if they had been a little better in special teams, been a little more accurate with their kicker, they could easily have two wins. They have a tie against the Steelers in a sloppy game, they, a game that either team could have won. They have a uh, tough loss last week to the Saints. So uh, they are clearly, clearly uh, an improved team, no question about it. As are the Jets. I think both teams are improved. I think that's fair to say. Neither is there by any stretch. And uh, now Sam Donald, uh, national TV prime time Thursday night in Cleveland should be a raucous setting uh, because they feel a little bit better about the Browns because they're they're edging in the right direction. So that's where we are this evening. And of course, Game Three, Yankee Stadium. This evening, and now the Red Sox will have to uh, turn back Tanaka if they are going to uh, celebrate at Yankee Stadium. If they are going to celebrate the division title, Uh, or the Yankees would be probably feeling pretty good about themselves. This would probably be something that would help them collectively if they could turn back the Red Sox these three games and thwart their chance to uh, celebrate in the Bronx uh, and do that, as they did last night in a one-sided affair. Uh, And, you know, you saw some guys kind of cement their positions last night, Voight being one. We will have Aaron Boone today at 5 o'clock. So... The question now, 13 days before the wild card game and the destination in the wild card game, still in doubt, Oakland won last night, Yankees won, Oakland's not going to catch Houston. So the two combatants are known. It's going to be Oakland, barring something very strange, in the game against the Yankees. The question is where. Remember that trip the Yankees still have to play. They have to go to Tampa and Boston to end the season. Four with Tampa will not be uh, easy considering the way they're playing. Uh, So that last week, the schedule will move in favor of the A's. So it's not a foregone conclusion yet where the game will be played. The game will be played Wednesday, 13 days from now. So that is Wednesday, October 3rd, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's the 3rd. I think the NLCS is on – NL wild card game is on the 2nd, and the – AL wild card game is on the third, on the Wednesday, which means today on Thursday, the 20th, we are 13 days away from that game. And now you look at it and say, okay, we just saw Hap, who has been terrific and has shown himself to be a very efficient six-inning pitcher, professional in every way, has been a godsend for the Yankees. We saw Severino. Now we will see the Yankees' hottest pitcher in Tanaka. Tanaka's last three starts have been superb. Three wins, 21 innings, one earned run. He goes tonight. After this evening, with 12 days out, with each of them having one more start, the question is exactly when, and that will be the question I will pose Darren Boone this afternoon among many, is exactly when are you going to decide how far will you wait? Will you actually let them spin the dial one more time before you decide which one of them will pitch the game? And obviously, after this evening, you would think they would set one of them up in terms of the date they want them to pitch, how many innings they want them to pitch. They would set one of them up and designate them to start that game. They've, you can make a case for any of the three. Severino off his body of work this year, coming back a little bit of late. Hap, who has done a very good job since he's got here. He has been ultra consistent over his thoughts. And Tanaka, who has shown a propensity for the big game in the past and who has been superb of late. Now, the only thing that could throw an immediate monkey wrench into that would be if Tanaka got bombed tonight. But be that put that aside for a second. Let's figure another quality start for him, no matter what happens this evening. Where do the Yankees go among those three pitchers for their starter? One of the three will be the guy, and that's the question for Aaron Boone. The other questions are being answered pretty uh, readily. You're starting to see that Boone is moving towards a Voight versus lefties, Walker versus righties, first base situation. He will have two other issues he would have to answer in that wild card game versus a right-handed pitcher. Now, don't The lefty answers are much easier, but let's leave that aside. Two questions that he has to answer. Number one, who catches in the wild card game? Do you go with Sanchez and hold your breath? Do you go with the more capable backup? And is it... McCutcheon in left, or is it Gaudy who has had such a history in left against the right-handed pitcher? That is the question. Right now, it looks like the answer is McCutcheon. Is the answer Sanchez? Is it Romine? We have to wait and see on that. All things we will pose. Now, the other part of the equation that he wants to work on and a big part of the puzzle is Chapman and Chapman, how he comes back and how he performs over these next 10 to 13 days is critical to the Yankees' success on anything in the postseason. None of these guys have shown that they can close like Chapman does. It also allows you to have a far deeper and far more dominant pen if you have Chapman in his regular spot because that puts Batances back in the eighth inning and gives you kind of a swing quality with Britain that allows you to go obviously from, you know, you have Green and Robinson, you then have Britain, you have Batances, you have Chapman, you have five guys that you can really feel are quality, major, big-time power relievers. That you can win with, and Chapman would move back into his regular role, which takes some pressure off Britain, takes a lot of pressure off Patances, who does not seem very, very comfortable at all in that role. He seems much more comfortable in the eighth inning than he does in the ninth. That's just the way it is, you know. He's been unhittable in the eighth; he has not been that way in the ninth. Uh, Britain has thrown better, and even the other night, he did not deserve what he got because it was just misplays all the way around, and infield defense of the Yankees, another un- thing that is underlined that has to improve if they're going to play well in the postseason. But a big piece of that will be Chapman getting the guys in the lineup healthy, getting Stanton back going, getting Judge going after the long injury, figuring out the puzzle that is Sanchez, deciding what to do with Sanchez defensively, deciding what to do in left field with Gaudy and McCutcheon, First base, I think, is kind of playing. I think Burt is playing himself, possibly, quite possibly off the postseason roster. The way things are going right now, you wouldn't have expected that, but it could be that way right now. He does not look like he has a definitive role. And let's be honest, pinch hitters are not going to get a big chance to play for the Yankees. You could say, well, the bench. You know, there's a only thing is where the, who's who are you pinch hitting for? Who are they taking out of the lineup? If you go up and down the lineup, they are not taking anybody out of the lineup. You want to tell me you might bring somebody in in a big spot for one guy in this lineup? Maybe. Maybe. Would you pitch it for Void if they came in with a nasty righty if you had a lefty on the bench? Yes, you would do that. You're not pitch hitting for McCutcheon. You're not pitch hitting for anybody else in that lineup on the everyday players. There's not anybody you're pitching for. So from that standpoint, the bench, you know, barring, it's there for injuries. It's there if you want to make some defensive switches. Then if you have a defensive guy, that's when you wind up. If you elongate the game after you make your defensive switches and those parts of the batting order come back around, that's when the guys on the bench are going to get the hit. That's going to be the main time. Other than that, they're not really going to get the hit. I mean, they could hit. If Roma's in the game, they could hit for him and if White's in the game, you can hit for him. Other than that, you're not hitting for pretty much anybody in that lineup. Everyone else is going to get a chance pretty much to play. So that's the main two themes. Today we've got some other stuff to get to. We'll get, start to edge towards the football weekend. There's a lot going on, a lot, lot of injuries again, but that's going to be the theme every single week in this league. I mean, that is the theme, and there's so many places where there's a lot of injuries going on right now. Um, as the Giants get ready for what is an enormous game down in Houston, where they're Awful offensive line and very shaky defensive front goes against the very talented and noted defensive front uh, for the Texans who have done Zippo so far. Don't have a sack. Don't know if Clowney's playing. We figure we probably will. Probably run the play. Uh, but it's the bad against the worst because these are the two worst offensive lines in the league right now, the Giants and the Houston's. Houston's has allowed 10 sacks in the first two weeks and has allowed him on dropbacks to be pressured over 44% of the time, which is even higher than the Giants have allowed Eli Manning to be pressured. So you're looking at very poor offensive lines, but they have the makings of a tremendous front seven with Clowney, Watt, and Merciless there, and the three of them don't have a sack yet on the season. Clowney didn't play last week. That's his excuse. The other guys don't really have an excuse. But that's where they are as they open up under a lot of – pressure themselves at 0-2 right now. Tonight, of course, the Jets, this third game, we talked about, hey, they're opening on a Monday, they're going to play on a Thursday, they're going to play three games in a very short time, well, two of them are gone, and now here's the third one this evening against Cleveland, which is desperate for a win, and then the Yankees and the Sox will have Aaron Boone, will have uh, Ray Ray Lucas going to join us, talk about the, uh, the Jets He's doing this stuff on uh, the post game and the pregame on the jet stuff. And other than that, maybe we'll have a couple surprises. We'll see. We got tickets to give away, I see, also, so uh, and a few other things. We'll get it all rolling for this Thursday right after this.